The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McCray, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. End of days. (laughs) It is time for the Players' Lounge as the season has come to an end. That's crazy. Brought to you by Tostitos. Get your chips as we sit here and... Talk it out with Barry Church, Heckma Harris, and mm. Danny McCray. I'm Newey Scruggs. Mm. 48 for the Packers, 32 for the Cowboys at home. The season is over. Green Bay moves on. They will face Detroit. Tampa Bay defeated Philadelphia. Tampa Bay goes hey. to San Francisco. Shaking Bay. And the Cowboys are now left to talk about <laughs> what was and what will be. We'll go around the table. I'll start here. Danny McCray, your thoughts. One, we're we're the only home team <laughs> to lose this weekend, mm. which is which is absolutely it's unfathomable. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game and I don't I don't understand how one when they start panning in on CD and Dak again. I'm like, of all days today, <laughs> today is when you got to look like you got an issue. Like today, starting off the game today, like mm. it just. They, the Packers came in as the hot team, looking like the the uh, New York Giants when they were nine and seven, and they were getting hot and they were ready to go. And we just did not look. We didn't look like we were prepared to play. Like schematically, we didn't look like we were there. I'm talking about man to man, guys letting guys run wide open to where nobody's on them, mixing match. They're not in the right gap. The same thing that's consistent all through the week. Oh, that's been there. and then. And then offensively, um, you know, we revert back to our turnovers. <laughs> uh, Tony Pollard was actually having a decent day, and you like, okay, we were ready for the, for the run game to start, and then the run game yeah. gets started, and you still can't figure out a way to get C.D. Lamb involved. You get an interception throwing it to Brandon Cooks. And then who would have thought Michael Gallup would have been the guy? Right, the savior mm. of like, all right, well, somebody's gonna ball today, and Michael Gallup is the guy. So six for one hundred three. Th- th- listen, we gotta be offensively, defensively, even on special teams. I'm seeing Turpin get hit at the fifteen. Oh yeah, they was Sam Williams out there with the kick catch in the fifth. Like it was a total team effort of losing that game. Coaching staff, players, all That's three true. phases. So very disappointing. But you know, here we are again. Uh, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, baby, we back. We back. <laughs> here baby. we go. We back. <laughs> one more time. And I know you guys are going to break down a lot of uh, the game, the, the the play calling, and, and how that went bad. But, guys, fundamentally for me, there are things that I believe about football that I just feel as though your head coach has to have your guys ready. We talked about it all week, uh, about guys needing to be mentally strong. And when they don't show up, you put that on the head coach. I couldn't believe what I was seeing out there. I couldn't believe that these guys came out as flat as they did. It's, it's not uh, It's not unconscionable that they wouldn't come out flat, but to that degree, that, that nobody turns up, nobody says, hey, guys, there's not a game next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to, to witness it. It was embarrassing to, for them to play, uh, to get that opportunity and have two home games. I didn't recognize what I was seeing out there. I, I just didn't. And it was the wrong time to change your identity. And the, the, that's, a, that's something that you've been talking about since August, since two days, since training camp. What's this team's identity? And when they got into the playoffs, they changed that. And I was embarrassed by what I saw. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, you hit a, you get the, the the word that um, needed to be said. I mean, that was an embarrassing loss on all fronts. You're talking about all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. Even Aubrey, I think he missed a kick out there. And that's when I knew, it, you know, put the nail in the coffin. But it was it, they came out flat. And to me, that's something that you don't really see – from a McCarthy team, you know, all these seasons he's been here, usually he has his team ready. His record accounts for it. I mean, after a bye week, after a loss, I mean, his, his, the numbers are there. You know, he's usually a coach that's going to have and get the best out of all of his players. And that's what we all talked about last week um, is one of the attributes that makes him a great coach. But they came out flat, extremely flat. And I knew uh, – Green Bay had a lot of confidence going into that game. We did the pregame on the sidelines. You could just feel the energy from them. They felt like they belonged in there, which was out of pocket because this was pretty much their whole entire team's first go in the playoffs. And the Dallas Cowboys didn't make them feel like they don't belong. Like they knew from the jump, we belong here. We're going to win the coin toss, take the ball, go against one of the strengths of your team, which is the defense. We're going to march it all the way down the field. Very first drive, eight minutes, score with a touchdown at the end, or score a touchdown at the end of the drive. Yep. Like that right there set the tone for the rest of the game. And as we saw, Dak Prescott, you know, kind of reverted back to that Prescott we've seen in years past. I don't know what it is, but the playoffs, it's just he gets back into that mindset where. He, I'm not look. I'm just gonna throw the ball where where I think it needs to go. I mean, we'll we'll short, we'll break everything down with the interceptions and all that. But yeah, this 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 was just a outplaying and out coaching um, by the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Gutless effort. Mm. Gutless. You sit up here, look at the drive chart. Green Bay drive chart. Touchdown to start the game. Punt. Touchdown. 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 Punt. Punt. In the game. Baby, that's not playoff football. And them punts was only because they, <laughs> they let When the competitive phase was <laughs> they over. They let out the game. Okay, six of seven drives. The first six of seven touchdowns for them. Let's look at four games for the Cowboys this year in just the second quarter alone. Arizona, they found themselves down 21 to 10. San Francisco, second quarter, they found themselves down 21 to 7. Buffalo, second quarter, they found themselves down 21 to 3. Green Bay, they were down 27 to nothing in the second quarter. Then they scored a touchdown before the half. There's a problem here, guys. Yeah. Mm. There's a problem. These were good football teams. In Arizona, we could say they weren't a good football team, but you look at their record. They fought people this year. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. fought them, and they shouldn't have put it to you. There is a problem, and when you talk about the mental toughness, that is something that has to start to come into question with this team. Hmm. To perform like this in four games, to be outclassed, and then you get to the playoffs where you know you're supposed to have it, when I said failure's not an option, you just didn't fail. Mm. Lay down. So I, I, I get home from the game. I'm sitting in my in my lazy boy and still got the, the TV on Channel 5. And who comes on late night? Nobody but his Scruggs comes on. And uh, he was on fire, right? He yeah. was on fire about the loss. And he put it, I mean, so, sort of the same thing that you're saying right now. Um it's hard to fathom a, a, a team that will come into your home playoff situation and they score on six of their first seven drives. Mm. Now, you got to watch a lot of football to see that happen. I mean, this is SEC versus some pretty inferior <laughs> conferences that you get that you get. Appalachian State. I'm not – hey, I, 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 I ain't Carolina. I didn't call no names. It is what it is. It is what, you know, I'm just saying, you, you got to watch football for a very long time. And I know you guys watch a lot of football to know as, as we were, were communicating with each other 
other during the game. Like, what the hell is going on right now? At some point, at some point, guys, as you, you guys know as defensive players, you have a base that you – if this ain't working – we got our base to go back to. Mm-hmm. It's our, if all things fail defense, go back to that. What's ours? I mean, because you're in that dime, you're in a dime, nickel, whatever you want to call it, and guys are running open. As I as I, I won't put it the words that I asked you, but I, are you watching this because guys are running wide open and they never adjusted to that? Well, th- this this is the problem when you run a defense that way and you have guys out there who are not used to playing when you don't get pressure. Uh, those two big dig routes were in zone coverage, no pressure, and it was the same thing Calvin Johnson did this when he had 300 yards. Mm-hmm. You don't get any pressure, you allow a receiver to get down to 20 yards and bend in. It's going to be a, a catch every time. So it's like if they're running open, but it's because you're not getting enough pressure to get back there. They shouldn't even have that much time because this is a staple of your defense to say, oh, hey, man, if we rush four and we play zone coverage behind it, we expect Michael Parsons, D-Law, whoever, to be able to put some pressure on this young quarterback and not allow him the time to make that make that uh, that pass. And they allowed it two times, and I, and I watched it. Yeah. And then the next one, you man-to-man, right? So – like I'm not believe me, I'm not absolving Dan Quinn of anything. All right, you went and fought with the with with Bell in there, and and it and it didn't work out for you. This is probably the worst game that I've seen him have. But if I'm calling man to man as a defensive coordinator, I expect my guys to be able to play man to man. This is a veteran defense for the most That's part, especially base. in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And you can't find a way to cover your guys man to man. All they did was get in a tight bunch formations and then run, run crossers, and we act like we couldn't get through traffic or anything. This is like day one stuff that we had been doing throughout the year, yeah. which is why I'm saying I don't understand what happened. <laughs> you know, like, it's like you went out there and you forgot how to do the basics and it didn't work out for you. Listen, bless Marquise Bell, okay, because he did go out there and he tried his hardest. But run gap coverage and being sound. And my man not even lining up in the gap pre-snap. No. Right? He's supposed to be in the A-gap. He way over here. See. And not oh, even. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's getting caught every time. And and some of that is he hasn't played that position, so he True. doesn't really know how to do it. But we, we, we gave, what, 19? We were 19. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. You know, so, you know, at some point you got to be able to figure stuff out. Uh and Aaron Jones came out, and they said, we're going to run the ball against this team, and, and that's what they did. And that's been our Achilles heel now for, what, three straight years? <laughs> three straight years we four. have not been able to stop four. the four. We haven't been able to stop the run. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying it for weeks now. That when you At this second level is with those guys being undersized. You'll get away with it when you go against these finesse teams, the the, the Chargers of the world. You'll, you'll get away with it, and, and it'll look amazing when you go out there because, oh, man, he's able to stop these running backs out of the backfield, catching the ball, covering tight ends. It'll look amazing. But when you go against a team that's like, all right, we're going to hand this ball off and go between the tackles, there's almost, there's only so much a 215-pound, 210-pound guy can do against a 300-pound line, right. lineman. Well, well my, my, and that, to, to that sense, my point is, hey, man, if you 215, you got to be shooting gaps. He ain't shooting. He catching every – like, I'm talking about he three, four yards behind, like, catching every block, and then he's out of his gap, so he's easily getting hooked. And it's not just him. This is across well, everybody. The, across everybody the got the – But as you watch the down. film from, from Sunday's game, you say, Oh wait again? Yeah. No, not again. Like getting like you just see little stuff like that where it's like, hey man, you lost before the ball was even snapped <laughs> because you you know. But not just him. Up. But not just him. But also Demone Clark uh, uh, as well. Oh, yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. the the read and react portion of the defense, like you said, they were catching a lot. And when you're already undersized and you're trying to catch a 320 pound man, you, you, he's gonna he's gonna roll you. And look defensively. 
obviously out of sorts. Um, And I I was wondering about them playing zone because I'm saying to myself, okay, they're they're, they're sprinkling in the zone because maybe they believe that Love is a mobile quarterback. Or maybe they believe that, you know, they they need all hats to the ball, especially with, with Jones at the running back. But when I say our base, our base is man. When we get back to and when that failed, when we were getting baptized and then I'm like, oh brother, and it wasn't just nothing like stopping it. Now. And it wasn't just like they was doing some craziness mm-hmm. to get off of this man to man. It's like you said, coaching kind of went out the window. Like we seen, I was watching that play with um Dobbs, I believe that's his last name, eighty seven for the for the yeah Romeo, yeah. Romeo Dobbs. He ran that sail route. All right, sail route for y'all don't know is over. Once you get to that hash mark, put your foot in the ground, you go back out towards that far part. Uh, the one on Gilly that, on he, Gilly. that he bit on. What are, the eyes. It's, you, you're in man-to-man coverage. You got to yeah. keep your eyes on your luggage. I know it's a deep over route, and he tried to do what Bland did earlier in the season by undercutting the over route. And yeah. As soon as he looked up, <laughs> Bland put that foot, or uh, Dobbs put that foot in the ground with the opposite direction. He's wide open. Yeah. Uh, he's scot-free. It was just things like that where from a veteran player and from the defense overall that we, we didn't see all season long. Yeah. We didn't see that all season long, and it was just, yeah, it was an embarrassing and, effort. And, and let me mention this as well, because I don't want to put too much on the linebackers. Them two interior defensive linemen. Where were they at? I'm talking about wa- Hankins and my washed. They were getting washed out of the frame. And I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. So you, you're playing with, with, with guys who are light <laughs> at the linebacker spot, and then your your, your, your defensive lineman can't hold a double team, and they're getting washed out of the way. And you're so blocking you, somebody else. Right? So, <laughs> so you asking D-Law and Micah Parsons to make every play yes, in there, but can't. but but you can't. And it's we all said that, hey, man, the reason why the Green Bay Packers didn't look the way they looked Sunday during the season is because Aaron Jones had been hurt for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, he hadn't been healthy. Yeah. Now he came back, fresh legs, ready to go. And that's what you're going to see from the Green Bay Packers moving forward. But we already know that, though. We know that mm-hmm. when teams come in here, they're going to try to run the ball. And we said this. Detroit let us off the hook because <laughs> they start mm-hmm. running. The, uh, the teams that we we like, oh, man, I, why did y'all stop running? Because we haven't stopped it yet for some reason. Yeah. And, 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 and Green Bay was not letting us off the oh, hook. No. They didn't change it. They didn't change it. Dang. A.J. It, Dillon ain't even played. No. Exactly. <laughs> 31 was having a day low-key. I'm yeah. like, who was this dude playing? <laughs> they were switching up. Uh, guys were taking turns on us. And it was – it was. and the thing about – and think about – I'm watching Mozzie. I got to the point where I'm watching Mozzie. And you're getting blocked so bad. So not only you turn sideways, you turn all the way around, and now you're throwing your hands up. What – what do you think? All they're gonna do is just shove you completely out of the play. How much weight did he lose? He, no, he no, it's no joke. He looked light. McCarthy would not tell us when we. He asked looks him a light. Weeks ago, mm-hmm. he was asked, and, and he McCarthy didn't want to say. Mm. He looked. I'm just. But he acknowledged that there was a weight loss. He, right, listen, he looked like. I feel you, Mozzie. That's what yeah, he yeah, to listen, me. And, and that's okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, ac- across the board, we didn't play well. We needed Michael uh, Parsons man. to show up and get more pressure on Jordan Love. We needed that. We that's a, needed that. That's another Michael conversation Parsons. that has to be had. Just saying, we, like, that like, was my fear. Just, I, what we I say last week? I feel like Jordan Love can have that Geno Smith style game, and that's exactly what he went out there and did. He yeah. went out there and used not used his legs as far as running down the football field, but to buy time for his weapons on the outside to get loose. He I mean, make the first guy miss. That's exactly that first pressure was there. Stay Let alive. me dip to the outside, buy time, and he has that cannon. It's been an Achilles heel for the Cowboys all season long. Big I'm, athletic quarterbacks that now, can buy time. I don't know how y'all feel about Green Bay in this next matchup, but my my feeling is is that Green Bay is going to go up there and they're going to get put to him because 
San Francisco is going to stop the run. They're going to put feet in them. And, and, and then Jordan Love's going to have to really be an exquisite quarterback. Like, you're going to have to make those throws under a lot more pressure and duress without your running game working. But I disagree. Okay. I, I, and, and, I, yeah, I disagree. and I'm not surprised, but I'm saying LaFleur, if I wasn't, if I wasn't sure of his game before, I am now. Because that one play to the tight end on the on the far side, I swear to you, I thought he just came off the sideline. I'm like, wait a minute, that's our sideline. It was an oh, you know what? Go <laughs> back was, to the tight he end. Was a, he was over there mm. by himself, middle of the field to the hash, by himself. And and that's it. That's impossible, especially when it's not a busted defense. Everybody has an assignment. You have to account for that guy. How in the hell did you not account for him? That nice. I, listen, there's a couple plays on there, and I know we just picking through it, just uh, yeah. you know going all over the place. I'm watching guys cover grass. We in cover two. They didn't run over routes all the way over there. We got a cornerback 15 yards deep, not like not covering anybody, and then don't get the crosser. It it looked like we didn't know what the heck we was doing out there, which is which is unfortunate because like I said, you have veteran players out yeah. there. You have a defensive player of the year out there. <laughs> you are, you got Deron Bland out there. You got safeties who are veteran guys now all got paid. Mm-hmm. Like you have guys out there who should know how to run this defense like you were in the playoffs at this point so to me none of this is excusable because it don't it doesn't really make sense but I'm saying this okay Michael Parsons is supposed to be our guy okay mm-hmm. he's a hell of a player <laughs> you gotta show up when when all when all else fails and ain't nothing working and you need a spark the person that we are going to look to deservedly so is Michael Parsons to be in there and say, you know what, I'm going to figure out a way, pick six maybe, well, whatever. They try to cut me, I'm going to jump up. One of the TJ Watt plays, something like that. Like you have, to, you have to be able to make those type of plays. And I don't want to hear nothing about holding or none of that because we had the whole league over here talking about when is Michael Parsons going to get a holding call. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> we need to have guys who are going to get out there and make those plays when they when it calls for, especially in the playoff game. And we just we just didn't see it. And that's across the board, though. That's Dak and that's CD and that's Brandon Cooks and that, uh, everybody, everybody, everybody. It was it was it was actually crazy to watch. Mm. You see Earl Spence and uh, I mean uh, Crawford. Those one of them. <laughs> no, he, he tweeted. No, no. <laughs> he's, he's, this looks like me and Earl Spence. <laughs> he oh, said y'all must gonna be talking stop. about injuries later. Stop. <laughs> I swear. Stop. I yeah, swear. Because that's what it looked like. <laughs> that's what it felt like. I was I was like Man, this. I had my hand over my heart. Like, <laughs> Elizabeth of coming to you, honey. They got a lot of smoke on, on social media. Let's get our first break in here. Mm. Eighteen past the hour. We, we rolling. We're rolling. Um, <laughs> what does Jerry Jones do now? Mm. And a word was used about Dak Prescott from a Cowboy player that is getting some traction. And I just want to get everybody's opinion on that. We'll go over that word as well. But, uh, yeah, man. Mm. Out the playoffs. We didn't think we'd be doing a show this week talking about not getting it done. But here the we draft. are. Here we are. Uh, Barry Church, <laughs> Heckma Harris, and Danny McCrabb, New York Players Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. Mm. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. 
Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want to munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. There is no I in Dallas. There is no I in Hart either. No I in Blue Star or in Lone Star for that matter. And there's no I in how about them cowboys? Smirnoff knows there's no I in football. Football is a we thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks, home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because there's definitely no I in Cowboys fans. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, here we are, Players' Lounge. Um, the the post-season edition there it of is. Uh, to the residence. One and Done. Nobody thought that was going to happen. No. Uh, Barry Church, Heck Harrison, Danny McCray, our new East Coast. I want to read this from former Cowboy linebacker Scott Shanley, who ended up leaving. Uh, he played for Parcells, ended up going with Sean Payton to uh, the Saints, and he tweeted this. There are some teams, coaches, and players that can't handle any type of pressure or adversity. Go back to the start of the Cowboys-Packer game. When down in the first quarter, starting quarterback had 1,000-yard stare and body language of a team that was atrocious. Whether it's high school, college, pros, the ones that can handle adversity are the ones that win championships. Front runners don't win championships. There were a lot of people lining up and going after the Cowboys on several different levels. The quarterback was catching it and you should catch it because with all due respect this is three straight years that they have been in the playoffs and this is two wild card games at home where the quarterback has not come to play in the game Jane Slater ended up on social media saying she talked to someone on the team and the player said sometimes Dak will panic after his first read want to go around the table Mm. Thoughts. <laughs> 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 I wonder who said that one. That, that's that, that's hot that, sauce. You talking about your man panicking out there, but somebody in the locker room. Somebody, somebody anonymous. You they name on that one. They like, oh man, it caught fire. But anyways, but when you look at it, um, this is something you know we, we saw. We thought we were past. You know, Kellen Moore was gone. We thought you know his offense was predictable, and this is why. That man, Dak Prescott, was throwing interceptions because the offense was predictable. At least that's what I was told. Fast forward to this year. In the postseason, the biggest moments, what is seeming to happen? The guy reverts back to what we've seen in the past. Double clutching out there. Staring down his reads. It looks like he's not going. Like throughout the entire season, if number one wasn't there, number two wasn't there, let me go ahead and tuck this thing and run. But when we get to the postseason, it's like – 
the whole thing just switches back or just resets. It hit the reset button. On that pick to Savage, there's no way. And I didn't. I never played the quarterback position, but we all understand this. When you run in those double slants like that, if, the, if there's a lurker sitting right there, you got to go to number one. And it sounds easier than, than what it is. I know the quarterback position is hard, but that interception shouldn't happen. And on the first interception to to Jair Alexander, that's when he forced in there because the route was lazy. Mm. That was that was an extremely <laughs> lazy route by Cooks. Course, he, yeah. he was just going like half speed out there. That was a yeah. lazy route. But he still forced it in there. That's something that we saw from last year, Dak, from maybe rookie year, Dak. You know, forcing things in because it was covered up. And I understand it was third down. You either use your legs or you take the sack and live another day. That's something we've seen all season long. He was protecting the football. But in this game, for some reason, he reverted back to the, the deck we have seen in the past and was forcing throws out there and making reads that he hadn't made all season long. So I, I'm, y'all let y'all let me know because this is this is confusing to me. I, it, it pisses me off to have an anonymous source come out of the locker room and say exactly that uh, uh, about him. But how many times do you can you deny or defend actions like this? You've seen it in the playoffs where. Look, our offense just didn't have the game. This is the first time I think that we've come into a game where it's like, the, our defense didn't come. And we yeah. needed that spark to come from our offense, and that spark didn't come from our offense either. I think Mike Tyson says it best, man. Everybody has a plan until they get hit. Mm -hmm. And this team, when they get hit, they don't respond. And you want that leadership to come from your quarterback, but when your quarterback has a deer in the headlights look or your quarterback isn't the one that seems sure of himself, how do the rest of the guys, how are the rest of them sure of themselves? I mean, you can look around. We talk about elite quarterbacks all the time. Those, the Tom Brady's of the world, the, the killers that we talk about. What is about those guys in championship moments? They stand up. They make it happen. Mm -hmm. What when you look at our guy, we don't have he doesn't have a resume that says he'll do that when when the pressure is on. But for for a player to out him like that, that's, that's just cold yeah, world. That's not about <laughs> <laughs> He didn't get outed by the player. He been out, he been out. Buda Baker outed him a long time yeah. ago. All right. And 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 that that route that they picked off in cover two again was just the, that so the first time they did it was San Francisco. And I think CD was running a jerk route from number two, went in and got that pick. And then now uh, Cooks is running a jerk route from number one and went and got that pick. And like you said, double slant. They running the second slant to clear out space for you to throw the first one. The first one. Why would you do that? But but, but, <laughs> but but when you're having issues or, or seemingly having issues yeah. and you're not on the same page with 88 at yes. that time, then you got to try to find a way to force it in there to make sure that he knows that, that it's coming to him. And then everybody knows it at that point. Mm. C.D. Lamb get 18 targets. Everybody's gonna have all the eyes on C.D. Lamb. Yeah. All right. Um, it, I don't. I don't know what to say about Dak um, because you know. Once again, we, we were talking about him being the MVP. He yeah. had a heck of a season. And then it's the playoffs. That's why we always say none of that stuff matter. None of the stuff matters that happens in the regular season. Mm. None of it. 12 and 5, 13 oh, and 3. Man. None of that stuff matter because because <laughs> when we get to a certain point, which is first round. Second round, we find a way not to show up. So next year, next year when you go twelve and five, how comfortable will you feel about your playoff, uh, your playoff hopes? Because this is three years in a row where you you go into it and you say, you know what, I feel real good. We got an easy, easy path to the end. We got the two seed, possibly two home games, possibly three. Path of least. Resistance. All we got to do is beat a team that snuck in. That's all we got to do, and they got to come here and we undefeated at home. Last two years. Right? So this is the best opportunity you had. So this is why everybody's going crazy now because you say, I got to sit here and wait through a whole season <laughs> next year. A whole season. 
of if they play well, I can't get too excited. They play bad, then I'm, I'm going to feel oh, bad. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. And then just so you to wait for the first playoff game, hopefully, for you to still sit on pins and needles and feel <laughs> that pressure of, like, here we go again. Because that's what happened at the beginning of the game. It was, here we go. <laughs> here we go again. Like, it, it, it's happening again. Mm. And, the, and it, the, the, the roof fell out. I'm talking about just all the way, <laughs> all the way through it. The, steer, the screen came down and everything. All right, here's part two of that. You, you can talk about the season next year. But before you hit the regular season, Jerry Jones has to figure out what he does moving forward Dak Prescott. And in a lot of ways, first off, anybody talking about a trade, Dak's got a no-trade clause. So you can stop that. Mm. Secondly... He's got a cap hit of $59 million. Basically, Ooh. it's going to be like 59 points. So it's basically $60 million. <laughs> For those people that say trade him or cut him, if you do it, the dead cap hit is $61 million. Mm. So either way, there's a huge number. I don't know how they absorb a $61 million cap hit unless you decided next year is just going to be a season where we don't compete. It's just hard to do it. Mm. Heard people say, well, you know what? The Rams did it and, and the Eagles did it. <laughs> yeah. uh, them numbers wasn't $60 million. They were factual. half that. And, oh, by the way, they had replacements. Jalen Hurts <laughs> replaced Carson Wentz. Matthew Stafford replaced Jared Goff. Don't know how many people are ready for Cooper Rush or Trey Lance to go ahead and be that guy next year. Just saying. Mm. So Jerry's most logical res- path forward is an extension for Dak Prescott to lower his number and try to get other players signed, which means you're now in it with Dak for more years. Thoughts? Man. Question before we all get into that. If you extend him, does that cancel out the no trade? Well, is it like a whole new deal, or is that new trade kind of go to the that next? That can be renegotiated. Okay, okay. You can renegotiate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he, he kind of has, you know, the organization kind of <laughs> in the a leverage. hard place. He's yeah, he, yeah. He, he has all the leverage right now. No trade clause. The number, the cap hit, you got, like you said, you've got to find a way to make that a smaller number because you're going to have to bring people in to help get this team better. I mean, both offensively and defensively. So they're going to have to extend my guy. They, they got to. There's no other you know, way around it. It's got to happen, heck. They're going to have to extend him. No, he's, he, he, he has him boxed in, and he's, he has him boxed in at the worst time, especially after, mm. uh, after that performance. I'm sure they're thinking about other outlets in other ways because it's, it's not a sample size now. No, no. You, this is, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I, I think when you, when you talk about not only him, the head coach, every, all decisions that will be coming down the pipeline right now, Look, man, Jerry can't make any knee-jerk reactions to this whole situation mm-hmm. because 24% of your cap is going to be hit by Dak's salary. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look around the league and look at quarterbacks and you can say for who, for what, for why, and all of those questions are going to be right there. Look, you have to reload with him. you got to come back with Dak. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense to do it any other way because of what Nui just said. But on the, on the whole other flip side of that, you can't come back with the same philosophy to help your quarterback. You can't. Just because you got a running back and a running game don't mean that it's productive. If a guy tells you he's a third-down running back, then trust him. Believe him. That's what's cost you. It cost you in this game because you didn't have a running game. There was no other way out. There was no recourse. What do you do when you get the doors blown off of you? You run the ball, man. Just, just slow this thing down. You don't have the ability to do that. And we've been talking about these warts for the defense on the other side. Uh, we've been dealing with this running game and its inefficiency all season. And we expect for this dude to pull a rabbit out of his hat when, I don't know if y'all was looking at what I was looking at, but it seemed like Green Bay was in the offensive play calling room like they was listening. Like, oh, you jerk rap? 
Did, did I, I was say, oh, another double slant? <laughs> you know, and, you, and you got guys that are just sitting on that. Mm-hmm. And, look, I, my, my thing is, is you know what they have to do organizationally. They have to re-sign Dak because of all the other moves that they have to make. But this doesn't come at a good time. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, Dak is <laughs> – sign Dak. All right, save that money and go put it all on your defense. Like, no, like, you have to figure out a way to play better defense. You have to figure out a way to stop the run. You got Trayvon Diggs. You'll have a corner on the opposite side. Get the back end straight. But you need to get your D-line ready to go, all right, because you're going to play with Dak Prescott. Like, But you need to go free agency, find somebody to that you – because you've been searching for somebody to play that interior defensive lineman spot for a long time. Go find you somebody that could play that spot who is an impact player and start with the defense because you're going to have Dak Prescott on your team, but you need to play better defense because whatever, however bad Dak Prescott played, the defense was horrible, which is also going to save Dak Prescott because it was horrible. You said six out of seven? Yes. Six out of seven. Mm. You can't win with that. You can't win with that. Appalachian State went to Michigan and won. So give me Western. You can't win. Appalachian State also came down to Bad Rouge and got the brakes blew off of They went down to Texas A&M two years ago and beat them. So yeah, we talking about Baton Baton Rouge. Appalachian. Yeah, they all right sometimes like the Cowboys. They all right sometimes. Because they went down to Tampa last year. You killed them, though. We must go in to the head coach, Mike McCarthy, Ooh, because uh, right. you opened up that door. Yeah, Mike buddy. McCarthy opened up that door. Is Mike McCarthy the right person to lead it? Does Jerry Jones need to think about making a change or stay with him? Let's get the panel's thoughts on it next. This is the Players' Lounge cool brought to you by man. Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss, at hugoboss.com, and at boss retail stores. Hashtag be your own boss. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want a munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at Get Jack Black com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip that's get slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip i'm dak prescott quarterback of the dallas cowboys and they snap at the prescott who looks right it's not there he escapes left he'll run for a first down just like football when it comes to crypto it's important to have a team you can trust with blockchain.com i know i'm in good hands Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com.
Back to the Players' Lounge. Here we are. The postseason playoffs edition mm. of the Players' Lounge. Hate brought to see you by it. Tostitos. <laughs> the season is over. It continues with the Green Bay Packers as they go Man. to Detroit. Round three between the Packers and Lions. And while you bull jiving, the Packers went in there on Thanksgiving they Day did. and gave it to the Lions. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Who saw Jordan Love and Jared Goff still at it? And who saw uh, Baker? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going say that's all. I'm sorry. Wrong, no, bitch. no, it's it's um, it's Packers and 49ers. Packers Niners. I'm sorry, Packers Niners. Uh, it's Baker and and Jared Goff. Who saw that one coming? Mm. Uh, but by the way, um, <clears throat> you know what? Uh, Jordan Love against San Francisco. It's all house money again. It's it's nothing That's for these true. guys. It's nothing nothing for these guys. So whatever happens, if they get beat, fine. They win, boy, what a great story for them. Matt Lafleur mm-hmm. came in here, the man who replaced Mike McCarthy, and just gave it. <laughs> wasn't familiar with the, your the game, thing, the thing but is, I'm familiar with it. Now. Well, they they, 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 they believe they should be there though. They don't believe they playing with house money. No, which is which is what they came in here and showed. No. Like they, yeah. they they felt the disrespect and they're like house money. Yeah. <laughs> we healthy now. You see Versace after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, bought them boys. Versace, man. I, bought, I bought them Cowboys. Yeah. And I like Rich Versace. Yeah, he can't throw hey. that. Somebody yeah. said it to him first. They when did. he walked out, oh, <laughs> like, how about them Cowboys? He said, Yeah, how about them? Cowboys? I like Coach Versace. Man, so, what does Jerry do now? Um, is disappointed that I've seen anyone. Uh, he really thought this opportunity. For the Cowboys to do something was there. Two games at home, right there in front of the Cowboys, and Mike McCarthy for the second time in three years has a home playoff game, and they got punched in the mouth from jump. So now there's speculation. Mike did this to himself. Mm-hmm. Did this to himself. You knew what you you knew what the assignment was. You failed. So now you've opened up Pandora's box. People are talking about Bill Belichick. People are casually mentioning Mike Vrabel as a head coach here. What do you do? I don't know what what, the, what he should do, but it don't look too good for Big Mike right now. It don't because I know we all saw that that post game from from Mr. Jones out there. Y'all saw it, you know reporters on on TV. I don't think I've ever seen that man look so just disappointed, just upset at what happened. In this playoffs, I, I've never seen it before. You know, playing with them, covering the team now, I've never seen him look that way after a game. And when you look at it, Noah, you, you pointed it all out. You got, you had what you needed to make that long playoff run. You had the home game here against a team that, yeah, they were hot, but there were a bunch of youngsters that have never experienced playoffs before. You had them at home where you've been undefeated. 16 in a row. 16 in a row. You got them at home. You beat them. You go into the next round to play against a team in Detroit that you've already beaten at home once again. You had the second most all pros, I believe, or pro bowls, whatever the case may be, in the National Football League on your team. You had someone that's possibly going to finish second in MVP voting, possibly as your quarterback. You had everything lined up for you to go out there and take advantage of it and get Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys organization to the next level somewhere they haven't been in 20-some years. And you went out there, and not only was it a loss, it was possibly the worst playoff loss in Dallas Cowboys history. I mean, they almost put 50 points up at your spot in AT&T Stadium. 
Like, I, I don't know what he should do, but it ain't looking too good for my mass. It's indefensible, uh, the way that his team was prepared to go out there. And, Nui, we, we've, we had so much back and forth talking about uh, Mike McCarthy and his job. You've defended him. You've had moments where you've been on the fence. I think everybody – it's hard to imagine a guy going 12-5 and five, three seasons in a row, and now you're talking about replacing him. But then you, nothing could have prepared you for that effort. And that's the, the only thing that I'm saying. You put – all of that on the head coach. Your, your team coming out flat, some of the miscues that you're having. Now, and I know that I feel as though Dan Quinn has total autonomy when it comes down to this play calling. But at any point, does Mike McCarthy say, hey, let me, y'all hit me, put, put Dan on with me. <laughs> patch hey, Dan, me in. Pass me in. <laughs> Let's zoom right quick. <laughs> hey, what, what we got going on up there, DQ? We, we need to get we need to get this thing on the rest because his everything is on, on the line for him. And again, nothing could have prepared any of us for that effort. And so I think that solely lies on Mike. And and with one year left on his contract, it's either coach this one year out or extend him. And. I don't see I don't I don't see how any of that is productive here if he does that. Yeah, I, listen, I, I'm not sure what what Jerry should do. I know Jerry wants a Super Bowl. I've, I I believe I've heard him mention talking about not having much time. Mm-hmm. You don't have time for rebuilds, all that stuff. So I think the issue is the twelve the twelve and five thing is an issue. Like this is this is probably the first time where I can where I can say a team going twelve and five three Hear years in a row. It. Hear yourself say it. Hurts you. <laughs> it hurts you. Like you going twelve and five three years in a row and it ending like this on multiple occasions at home. It hurts you because then you don't have any confidence throughout the entirety of the season, no matter how well you play. 13 and 3, 14, whatever, 13 and 4, 13, whatever. You don't have any confidence in that. Yeah. You don't like you don't have any confidence as an owner, as an organization that, hey man, even though we playing this well, when we get to the playoffs, this is gonna translate from regular season ball to playoff football. And until you are able to get that figured out. You gotta, you gotta sleep on it. You gotta sleep on that, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know because I like Big Mike. But and, and real quick, it, it kind of makes it a little bit more, a little worse when you're the offensive coordinator as well. Because if you're the head coach, your offense is up, your defense is up. What y'all doing over there? You, you the guy. You the guy out there calling these offensive plays and trying to make this this offense look productive against a defense that no one up here, myself included, would have sat there and be like, oh, that 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 team look that defense is legit. They're yeah. gonna shut you down. Alexander was not even fully healthy. He wasn't yeah. even healthy. He was hobbled out yeah. there. So I, I just think it, it that makes it look a little worse because even though the score was what, 48 to 32? Yeah. I mean, it, they didn't you get none of those. That, we all know what it was. Pass the sticks. Jones was out the game. Then they had to put him back in. Yeah, We all know what it was. But you guys have had you guys have had head coaches and, and that have either been defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators or, or neither. Have you ever been in a situation like this where, look, you're, you're calling out this this guy in question. He's the head coach, but he's also your offensive coordinator. The biggest, I mean, how do you separate that? If yeah. it's a bad defensive performance – and it's DQ. Wait a minute. I mean, how do we make these adjustments? And I, I think this that's the pickle. Man, that is. So, in Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni, by all accounts, they're, talk, they're going to talk about his job there. Man. I think it's crazier than talking about what make yeah, my job. I do too. Oh, but, wow. talking to, to a source today up there, they're saying Jeff Lurie would talk about Bill Belichick. Like, for him, Bill Belichick is something he talked about. 
Arthur Blank and the Falcons have already interviewed Bill Belichick. And we've heard about Bill Belichick's name here. Oof. So, and we, Jerry and Bill like each other. They like each other. But once again, Mike has opened himself up for the conversation. And if you're Jerry Jones and you're Stephen Jones, they have to have a conversation with each other. If we do something, where do we go? I'm going to give you a couple situations that I thought the team who <laughs> fired the coach made a mistake, and they ended up being correct. My man Dwayne Casey, knew when he was here at the Dallas Mavericks, his assistant goes up to Toronto, coach of the year. Masai Ujiri fired him. Hired Nick Nurse. Yeah, we saw what happened they next won, year. They won a championship. They won a, chip. They won a championship. Man. Do you ever think about Tony Tony Dungy in Tampa? In that situation, how Gruden comes in the next year and they win the Super Bowl. I was having the conversation with somebody yesterday. That was another thing I was going to bring up. Tampa Bay and the ownership, the Glazers said, you know what? Another failure. They went and got John Gruden, gave up picks for John Gruden, and it turned out in their favor. I thought Grady Little was a good manager for the Boston Red Sox. They made the American League Championship Series, almost made the World Series, meltdown, they fired him, they bring in Terry Francona, they go win the World Series. I'm like, man, why would you fire a guy? Look at all the success he's had. You guys are too young to remember this, but Doug Collins was a good coach for the Chicago He was. Great coach. And and Jerry (laughs) Krause... Came in there and said, you know what, man, we're going to let you I need the yoga go. guy. Right. I'm going I'm to bring, bring in the Zen master off the bench. And, and Phil Jackson took over. But I was like, man, I can't fire Doug Collins. And it worked. Mike McCarthy's now put himself in that position where the yeah, ownership is going. They're going to ask the question, what do we do? <laughs> because that's these wild. are colossal yeah. failures. Yeah. It was laid out. The, the, the last three coaches – Wade Phillips, number one seed, 2007. You got a bye week. Romo, Witten, and Bobby Carpenter go to Cabo. <laughs> Jessica Simpson coming to Texas Stadium. You That's beat true. a Giants team by That's 10 and 11 points. They beat you. Send you home. This was a team, to me, of all the teams I have covered here, that was the most Super Bowl team I thought they had. 07. 07. The so then Jason Garrett, Dak's rookie year. You got another team, number one yep. seed, got a bye week. It's McCarthy and company who come in here. Aaron Rodgers converting to third and 30, they win. And then you've got now Mike McCarthy here, a number two seed, two games at home potentially, facing a number seven seed with a quarterback who's never started a playoff game, and you got worked 27 to nothing, and then it was lights out, and then the game's over. We've seen this happen here. What changes if you're Jerry? Does it start with your head coach? Because we know Jerry's not firing himself. <laughs> I mean, when yeah. you put it like that, yeah. Damn. <laughs> you say I mean, I, I mean, the craziest part about it is, I think it's horrible timing for Big Mike yeah, <laughs> with some yeah. of the names that are out there. Yeah. Like you, you're looking at you're looking at guys who, who, who are have had success in the league, yeah. who they look like the new shiny object because you mm-hmm. are 12 and five, and you're just looking for somebody to be able to give you that playoff win and that playoff experience because it hasn't worked out here. The timing is horrible. Mm. Um, if one of these guys say they want to come to the Dallas Cowboys, I think they have a hard time saying, nah, we're going we gonna to stick with we what we got. Yeah. Like, I, I think you have a difficult time doing that. But we all said this before we before the game happened. If you lose this game, especially if you lose it horribly, oh, this is this is going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, nobody got hurt. Everybody was healthy. Probably the healthiest you've been all season. And, and this scrapes. happened. So, I think, I think it's horrible timing. 
it's just adding all of those variables that you just had. It, it makes the case even worse for Mike. And with not only who's there, but the health of your team and what you ran up against, and they did not respond to you in that moment. Mm. And that that can't bode well. And I can't think like Jerry in this situation because I'm thinking continuity. I'm also thinking about how Dak performed. I'm thinking about this offense, but I'm also thinking about that loss. And I'm saying I don't want to ever be in a position like that where I expect a result with this leadership and I don't get the game that I'm expecting because I honestly think we run away with that game. Yeah, I, I, it's not looking good. Like I said, it's, it's not looking good. And you you want to shake things up. Like you said, you may want to get a new voice in there. You can't do anything with the, the quarterback because the quarterback, he's, 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 he's locked in. He's locked in. So you got to go with him further on. And maybe it is, you know, an opportunity to get a new voice in there. But I don't know. I don't know what they need to do with this one. That's a tough one. Okay, he is the – he, Bill Pars, I mean Bill Belichick has participated in twenty percent of the Super Bowls that have ever been played as an assistant or as a head coach. He, as long as he's he got a quarterback, and <laughs> true, yeah, I've said that before. As long as he got a quarterback, you know Tom Brady ain't walking through that door. Mm-hmm. I was there the last time Bill Belichick won a playoff game with a dude named not named Tom Brady. It was Vinny Testaverde in nineteen ninety four. So it's been a minute, mm. but I remember when the San Francisco 49ers said no to Tom Brady. We got Jimmy G. Mm. How'd that work out? And I want to be fair to Bill Belichick, not not hyping up the the rumors or anything. But Dak Prescott is better than Cam Newton when he was in – in New England, he's better than Mac Jones. Yes. So, yes. so when you when you're looking at a guy like Bill Belichick and saying what what level of quarterback does he have? If he's here, the level of quarterback that he has is much better than what he's had since Tom Brady has left uh, New England. Here's the last thing on Belichick as we close the show. Um, if Philadelphia enters the conversation, to get him, yes. If they do, it'd be interesting because I don't know if Jerry wants to. You know, is there competition there? But Bill wants to coach next year because he wants to get the 15 wins and he wants to become the all-time mm-hmm. leading coach. Uh, he's already interviewed with Atlanta, so he wants to coach. If Jerry wants to entertain this, they're going to have to make a decision on Mike McCarthy pretty quick, oh, yeah. one way or the other, to try to have the conversation. Mike, I like Mike, but you put yourself here. I don't know where they go. I'm not an 81-year-old owner who, as we said, doesn't have time to have a bad time. He's here to have a good time. Um <laughs> It's a shocker, man. But they're not about Ooh. to run it back with the same old group. Can't there will it. be changes. Well, you're not going to have an opportunity to have these type of these type of head coaches free and available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably for what? Because you, would you extend you know, five years? <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, like, like timing, man. Timing. Like I said, timing you, is everything. You put yourself out there. We've seen people who've made changes. I go back to another one. When they fired my boy Buck Showalter with the Yankees, I mean, he just made the playoffs, man. Yeah, you lost to a good team in Ken Griffey Jr. They bring in Joe Torrey when it's when, when the damn World Series the next year in Arizona. They put him out. You know what they did in Arizona the next year? They win the damn World Series. So you saying so? Sometimes is 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 the best choice to go ahead and fire a guy when you almost get there. And then, <laughs> and you have the when you think oh, Mark Jackson. <laughs> Damn. That's oh, that's when you think so, you got an example. Oh, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. You, like, you got a lot of examples coming out here. I'm Respect- like, yeah. respectfully. Yeah, so that's where that's time to play his lounge. Oh, nigga. Hey, I like Mike, no, the- but you <laughs> open that door. Oh, yes. And does Jerry walk yeah. through it? 
If so, we'll see. Mm. We are off the rest of the week. So we will reconvene with the Players Lounge on Monday. 10 a.m. See, man, they lost, and now not a show cut down. Look at that. Can't wow. finish the week <laughs> out. Man. Pack your stuff and get it. It hurt everybody. Everybody hurt. Man. Everybody hurt. Uh, Danny McCray, Heckman Harris, and Barry Church, Henry yes, Scruggs, Chris Bean, Jazz, Josh, everybody who's made this show go all year long, man, as we started this thing up in earnest back in September on a daily basis. We mm-hmm. appreciate you, and uh, keep riding with us. Take care. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!